you know, I, I try my best when I'm preaching to, I've said before, always um, be listening to the Lord and praying and asking God what he wants me to talk about. And some days I'll get something days before and some days I'll get something the day of and some days he'll give me something and I think it's him and he'll change it and all kinds of things, different things happen. But I'm always praying and asking God to tell me what he wants me to preach. And sometimes... It will change the same day. Wednesday and Saturdays are my biggest study days. And um, I saw something today. And it just, I was going a different direction. I was going to preach on something else. And I saw something and Spirit spoke to me at that moment. Said It, it, it really didn't speak to me as far as to preach it, but it caught me. And I want to teach you something tonight. Because how many know that when you hear the phrase, um, does it line up with the Word of God? That's, that's, I want to teach you what that means tonight. Because a lot of times we see stuff or hear stuff or even say stuff in society and don't always think, does that line up with the word of God? How many are following me on that? And, and it doesn't mean we do it on purpose. It doesn't mean we, we uh, even sometimes even think about it. And, and it doesn't mean that um, there's not going to be things we do like that. But I thought this would be a great teaching moment tonight to just get us to think when we hear something or see something to always say does this line up with the word of God okay is that, is that all right so I'm going to give you some good scriptures and stuff tonight I do want you to go ahead and start off in the book of Isaiah and uh, we we're already there for prayer so if you go to the book of Isaiah we'll get there in just a second and if you're taking notes I'm going to explain this in a second, but here's the title. The dangers of being yourself. Amen? The dangers of being yourself. Okay? How many have ever heard that saying? Be yourself. Come on. Participate with me tonight. Amen? We've probably said it, thought it, been told it. And I just want you to think about that for a second before we get into this. I just want you to think about that for a second. Just... Be yourself, okay? But more than just think about hearing it, think about what it could mean. Be yourself. Now, obviously, in a second, I'll show you something. That was the other speaker. It sounded like just came back on. <laughs> there, like anything, when you hear something, it can kind of make sense and not be so bad. But like I said, does it line up with the word of God? So when someone tells you, be yourself, there's a certain truth to that in the aspect of don't be like other people to get their approval or blend in with other people to be popular that kind of thing you might tell somebody just be yourself but the core of be yourself is very dangerous and I saw that and in in, in earlier this morning I saw something and it pricked my spirit and, and I thought that's not even biblical to be yourself and I thought and I guess it was the Holy Spirit that was making me think about it because it wasn't something I was looking for. I thought, be yourself. Where, where in the Bible does it say to be yourself? How many are with me? I'm just going to take a second on this before I get into this. We, we say stuff, hear stuff, do stuff, and there's probably many like this, but I'm just using this as an example. And I think, okay, be yourself. And someone tells me, be yourself. Well, let me think. Where in the Bible does it say that I should be myself? So I began to study and, and check things out. Here's some, some of the sayings. If you really begin to think with me about this tonight, how dangerous be yourself is. Can you imagine if we were really 
to be ourself. I just want you to just marinate on that for a second. If we were to really be ourselves, how dangerous would that be? Right? Now that you're kind of on the path of where I'm going with this, not the be yourself to not build in, but the other part, the 98% of what that means. And what we live in is a society of people who are being themselves. And so now everybody is just saying, well, this is how I am. This is who I am. This is the way I was born. You're some saying, be happy with you. Um, be true to yourself. Think about that. Be true to yourself is a saying that's very well known. And one of the biggest ones, you were born this way. I was born this way. Be true to who you are. And I could go on with many other statements. When you really begin to think about those things, does that line up with the word of God? So I want to go back to Isaiah. And we've read this before, but it's been quite a while. Chapter 14 and show you how dangerous being yourself is. Verse 12, if you're there, you'll recognize this once you get there. says, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. Now watch this. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregation. On the farthest sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the Most High. What if an angel that day said, Lucifer, be yourself. Be yourself, Lucifer. And he said, okay. I will be myself, and I, myself is, I think I'm better than God. I think I can ascend into the mountains. I think I can, how many are following me how dangerous it is to put the I? Dwayne did a perfect lead-in, once again, thankful to the Holy Spirit, of mentioning that when we say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper in my power, I'm dead. No weapon formed against me shall prosper is a great statement, but if Jesus isn't there, we're in trouble. And I can do all things by myself. Begin to think to yourself, if you were to begin to read verses, begin to do things, say things, think things, and just put the self there and not put Jesus, how in trouble you'd be. I can do all things by myself, not through Christ who strengthens me. So how many with me so far? The dangers of being yourself. When I think about being yourself, I think about being self-centered. That it's all about me. What I need, what I want. And that it really is a philosophy circulating through the world today that says, God made you perfect, so always... And it's funny how the world will stick God in there. God made you perfect, so always be you and never try to change to make others happy. That's, that's what the world will tell you. And they'll even say, God made you to be that way. And God, God you know, intended you that way. No, we know in Psalms that in the womb, God intended us one way. But the Bible tells us that as soon as we're born, we're born another way. We're born into sin. And if you begin to think about it, if I'm myself, if I'm myself and I be myself and I do what I want to do, I would be greedy. I would be lustful. I would be jealous. I would be covetous 
you really get to think about those things that the Bible tells us not to be, you, you aren't born with the spirit of generosity. You aren't born with the spirit of love. You're born greedy. You're born angry. You're born jealous. You're born, if you begin to think about those things, if you be yourself, you're going to be jealous. You be yourself, you're going to be angry. You be yourself, you're going to be uh, uh, covetous. If you be yourself, you're going to be a murderer. So it's dangerous to be yourself. Amen. You were born a certain way, so embrace it. You must be true to yourself. Anyone who criticizes you is just being judgmental or bigoted. I mean, think about this in just a few examples that are names. I don't know too many, but I do know the name Katy Perry, for example. I know that she sings a lot of crazy songs, and I know that she's always talking about be yourself, yet she has blue hair most of the time, and I don't think she was born with blue hair, yet she says, be yourself. How's she being herself with blue hair? How many are understanding what I'm saying? We think of things and say things, but don't really put two and two together. Does that make any sense? So we have to be careful when we say things like, be yourself. So out of a person's heart comes sinful thoughts and other sinful things. And teach scripture, which I'm going to show you right now, teaches us totally the opposite. Unbelievers will tell the ungodly to be themselves. So if somebody is in dangerous position of their, of their life and physically, you can just say, just be yourself. If someone says they're a stripper and someone just says, just be yourself, that's not good. What would happen if we began to walk around the society and tell people who are murderers, just be yourself? Pedophiles, just be yourself. Are you all with me? Just be yourself. See, the world says, do what you want and do what feels good and do what seems right. Yet the Bible tells us something totally different. I want you to go to John chapter 3, the book of John, just a chapter away from where we were Sunday. And I want to show you something and remind you something. Again, this is just teaching tonight. This is a good teaching for us to realize we need to line up everything that we can to the best of our ability with scripture say is that biblical so i'm giving you this as an example tonight just a statement like be yourself when you hear something you go let me think about this let's go see if that's biblical y'all with me that's good it's good to study yourself to be approved so we see in john chapter 3 the story of jesus meeting nicodemus the ruler of the jews who came to jesus by night in verse 2 and said, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher from God, for no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. How many believe that? Jesus said, most assuredly, I say it to you, be yourself, and you can enter the kingdom of God. Think about that. Jesus did not say, be yourself. He said, unless you are born again, you cannot enter. The kingdom of God. So what he's saying there, if you're reading what I'm reading is, if you are like you are, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. The only way to enter into heaven is to change. The only way to enter into heaven is to be born again. 
The only way to enter into heaven is to change what we call here on earth my stinking thinking. And give it to God and say, God, I don't want to have the mind that I have. I want to have the mind of Christ. I don't want to do what I want to do. I want to do what you want to do. And we have this wonderful example of our Lord and Savior all through the Gospels walking through life and saying, not my will, but your will be done, Father. And so Jesus was never saying, if you'll never find a scripture that says, I'm being myself. He would always say, I am doing the will of my Father in heaven. So he was always pushing his life up to the fact that he had an example to follow. Amen? Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. When we're saved, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, a very well-known verse, he says, you will be a what? New creation. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things, that means your old self has passed away, and behold what? All things have become new. How many are getting the direction I'm trying to head with this? Romans 12.2 says, don't be conformed to this age. Being conformed to this age would be doing, thinking, acting, wanting what I want. Being the way I want to be. There's a state statement that came out of a movie. I've always remembered it's a powerful statement. I can do bad all by myself. Never heard that statement. I can do bad all by myself. You leave someone to themselves, danger. Has anybody noticed that? When you begin to be, you know, in our fire starters right now, we're talking about the importance of the involvement of the local church. And one statement in there is that there's no lone rangers in the kingdom of God. When you begin to get off on yourself and off on an island by yourself, you begin to get in a dangerous place because when I'm by myself, I can do really bad things. I need people around me. I need a congregation around me. I need help around me to tell me that I'm going off track or I'm in trouble or I'm needing to change. I need people around me to help me realize I can't do this by myself and I definitely don't want to be myself. Because I began to think about that and I thought, my God, if I began to be myself, I would be in trouble. Amen? Can you imagine tonight as we just sit here in this church where it's nice and and warm or cool or whatever it is that you need it to be tonight. We have a roof over our heads and we're sitting in a safe place and no bombs are going off and no bullets are flying through and no drunk drivers are crashing through the wall, thank God. But can you imagine what life would be like tonight if we had no laws? The world's pretty jacked up with laws. We got a whole bunch of them. And the world's still jacked up. So the problem is, is if we began to really think, be yourself, can you imagine if we, how many have ever heard of the movie, I've never seen it, but I know the idea of it that was called The Purge. 24 hours. Go out and do whatever you want for 24 hours. Go be yourself for 24 hours. And there'd be no world left if that ever really happened. Because if I could be myself, not, not the person that I've learned to be in Jesus, the person that I would be without Jesus. How many are following that? That's really what I'm trying to get us to understand is that if Jesus had not stepped into our lives and I was being myself, I'd be on my way to hell. I'd be lost. I'd be in trouble. And many of us, or all of us really, 
are, as I always say, are a product of our childhood. And when we get saved, we need to begin to say, God, I can't be like I've always been. I need to become to be like you want me to be. I can't keep thinking the way I used to think or talking the way I used to think or acting the way I used to think if it doesn't line up with your word. I begin to say, God, help me not be myself, but help me be like you. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 4. I'm going to give you some verses here. Let's run through them quickly. These are good to write down. Go back over and look at them again. 1 Peter chapter 4. I believe we're going to be right here in the New Testament for the next few, right here in the, uh, these areas of scriptures around 1 Peter and the Galatians and 1 John in this area for just a few minutes. I want to show you some scriptures because like I said, does this line up with the word of God? Y'all there? 1 Peter chapter 4. I'm in 1 John, so that's not going to work. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 3. Here, here, here's what he's saying. Now, as I read the rest of these verses, I want you to think exactly. I, I was going to put something. Oh, Chris, sorry, I have something. Put that up for me, Chris. I totally forgot this time. Because sometimes they put it up before I want to. I meant to have that up there so you could just have it visual. I've been trying to do that lately because I think it helps when your mind begins to wander and think about something else. Oh, that's what he's talking about. That's right. So I've been trying to put stuff up behind me, not so it looks good, but so it keeps us focused. So when you begin to think about that just be yourself, the statement of that and the attitude of the world, I want you to begin to look now at the scriptures and say, does this go hand in hand? Does the thought be yourself, do what you want to do, line up with the scriptures? And so we look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 3, and he says, For we have spent enough of our past lifetime... In doing the will of the Gentiles. How many know we're new creations tonight? We should be changing. I've, I, I think I could beat it like a dead horse. And continue to say. Don't say this is how I am. That's not the right statement in Christ. Because God won't leave you how you are. Because when you say this is how I am. And when I mean contrary to the scriptures. You're saying I'm myself. I'm an island to myself where I am what I think I am, not I am what, I, what God wants me to be. Right? So we say, Lord, I've, I've spent enough, look at this, I've spent, and it doesn't matter if it was a few months or 50 years, I've spent enough time being myself. See that? We've spent enough time over there. Let's leave that life. If the Gentiles, it says when we walked in lewdness and lust and drunkenness, and revelries, and drinking parties, and abdominal idolatries. He says, we've, we've been there, and when we, when we be ourselves, that's what we do. God knows what he's doing here. He says, when you're yourself, these are the things that happen. These are the things that take place. In regard to these, those things we just read, they think it's strange that you don't run with them in the same flood of dissipation speaking evil you. So now that you're saved, one of the biggest things that happen is the people you used to run with think you're crazy and make fun of you because you don't run with them no more and you don't do what thing, the things they do anymore. And the further away you get from it, the more ridiculous you realize you looked. Can you say Amen. My goodness, I used to do that. You see the posts, you see the actions, you see the way they are. 
And you go, my goodness. Lord, was I like that? That was me? Oh, help me, God. But the world says, be yourself. Psalms 1.1, don't go there for time because we're in the New Testament. Here, here it is. Blessed is the man who walks in the way he wants to. Huh? In the way he wants to. Be yourself. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So here's some more scriptures saying, don't be yourself. That's If you're yourself, you're like the world. Proverbs 1.10. My son, if sinners entice you, don't consent. Think about that verse right there. Proverbs 1.10. My son, if sin entices you, don't give in. How many know if sin entices you tonight and you be yourself, you're giving in? Listen, I'm trying to get you to understand again to remove yourself from what Christ would do and put yourself in what you would do if you really listen to the be yourself statement. I'm not trying to say it over and over and over again to, to be obnoxious. I'm trying to get you to understand here we are hearing and listening to a statement and sometimes even saying it and thinking, man, is that biblical? To be myself? Because what you really begin to do when you look in the mirror, honestly before God, is you begin to say, I don't want to be myself. Because myself doesn't look like Jesus. If I'm doing things that are what I want to do, I'm not looking like Jesus. But I've got to do what Jesus did so that I'll look like Jesus. Now, one of the most amazing testimonies to, to Jesus' ministry, amazing testimony, was that when they went to get Jesus, they did not know who Jesus was. Listen to that. Think about that. When they went to go get Jesus, Judas had to kiss him on the cheek. I believe they looked like Jesus. I believe they talked like Jesus. They walked like Jesus. They had been with him for three years. Now, we know they made mistakes, and we know that, that, that they betrayed him, and we know that they ran, but he was around them and discipling them in such a way that they walked and talked and acted like each other. They were not acting like themselves. Follow me. If they were acting like themselves, they would have easily known who Jesus was. And some of them might not have clothes on. Some of them might have been drunk. Some of them might have been beating each other up. Some might have been hanging around men and women. Are y'all following me? If they would have been being themselves, it would have been real easy to see who Jesus was. But for three years, they had been following Jesus and not doing what they wanted to do, but doing what Jesus wanted them to do. And all through the scriptures, we see him teaching, don't be like the world, don't be like others. He says, be like me. Now, when I say, when you hear someone say, don't compare yourself to other people, that's different than be yourself. Amen? Don't compare yourself to others. Galatians 1.10, listen to what this is. Am I saying this now, here's what Paul says, am I saying this now to win the approval of people or God? Now, Paul's not talking about a lifestyle he's living or a thought he has. He's talking about the gospel he's preaching. Let me say that again. Don't get it twisted that when you have an idea that that's okay if it's not scriptural. 
or a thought or, 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 or an angle. He's not teaching an angle. He's saying, I'm not preaching Jesus' words for your approval. I'm teaching them because they're Jesus' words. I'm not looking for man's approval. Because you know what we do with these scriptures? We take them and we twist them for our good. I don't need no one's approval. I don't need nobody to, I just do what I, that's, that's, not, that's a lone ranger attitude. That's not a godly attitude. He says, he says, I'm not doing this to win the approval of people of God. Am I trying to please people? Again, he's not saying that with his lifestyle. He's saying that with the message. Do I have to stay here or can I go on? He's not saying that about his lifestyle or his thoughts or his way he is. He's saying that about the message of the gospel. He's preaching the gospel and saying, I'm not preaching this for approval. So when you're using the word of God, you don't need man's approval. When you're preaching the word of God. But it has to line up. What you're saying and what you're thinking and what you're doing has to line up with the word of God for you to be able to say that. He says, if I were still trying to please people, I would not be Christ's servant. Philippians 2.3 says, don't act out of selfish ambition or be conceited. Instead, humbly think of others as being better than yourselves. And I remember that story I told you about the football movie where the new guy came on and he went over and he didn't act better than him. He just said, hey man, we're going to win a championship together. And then he, with his talent, beat him in the race but never even looked back and said, I see, I was faster than you. It was just a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a competition. It was an attitude of everybody's better than me and it's a humble attitude. It's not a, it's not a selfless attitude or a self-centered attitude. It's an attitude of humility. How many know humility goes a long, long ways in the kingdom of God? So write this down. Don't be yourself. Okay, I'm telling you, don't be yourself. Why? Be like Christ. Okay? Be like Jesus. 1 John 2, 6 says, He that abides in him <clears throat> ought to also walk even as he walked. He is our example, church. And we don't need to be saying, I want to be like so-and-so unless they're being like Jesus. Okay? I want to be like them if they are being like Jesus. Because again, we can't have the attitude, well, I just can't fall into, there's, no, there's some good people in the world that are following the Lord and love the Lord and are trying their best to imitate Christ and be like Jesus. And if they're doing that, you follow them and you imitate them. Just like uh, 1 Corinthians 11.1 1 says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Didn't Paul say that? Imitate me as I imitate Christ. So if you are, we're always in our lives, whether you like it or not, we're always following and leading. Sometimes you're leading, sometimes you're following, sometimes you're doing both. You're a leader, you're a follower, you're always both. You're always following, you're always leading. You're leading some, you're following others. Always. You're always learning. And as you're following somebody, you follow them as they follow Christ. When they begin to stop following Christ, when they begin to act like themselves, you stop acting like them. But as long as they're acting like Jesus, then you follow them, and, and in actions you say, is this how Jesus would act? 
Is this how Jesus would talk? Is this how Jesus would think? Amen. This is good preaching. To, to close. Here's reasons you don't want to be yourself. Okay, I know that says up there, be yourself. If someone's in here, you might be confused. I'm, the thing says, just be yourself. And I'm telling you, don't be yourself. So I'm not trying to confuse you. But here's why you shouldn't want to be yourself. And I know I'm not giving you time to look for these, so write them down. Romans 8, 5 and 6 says this. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set your mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. How many know that's a daily decision? Daily decision. Listen, you don't wake up in the morning automatically with the attitude and desire just to get on your knees and pray. You don't just wake up in the morning with the attitude and the desire to just love everybody. You don't wake up in the morning with the attitude and the desire to just fly to church. You don't wake up in the morning with the attitude and the desire to just just, just be like Christ all the time. You have to make a decision that I'm going to crucify this flesh and I'm not going to be like myself. I'm going to be like Jesus called me to be to every possible way that I can. And I'm not going to lay that cross down. I saw a powerful statement. It says one day in hell is nothing compared to just bearing your cross on this earth for a whole life. Bear that cross on this earth. It's, just, it's not that big of a deal. Amen? Make that decision. Pick up your cross. What do you say? Deny yourself. Here we, hear, here we have the world saying, be yourself, and Jesus saying, deny yourself. Well, that's why I said it doesn't line up with the word. How many are still here? Just be yourself. Jesus would be like, what are you talking about? Be yourself. Be yourself? No, deny yourself. It's the totally, totally, you got to realize that the, the more you get into the word, the more you realize it's absolutely the opposite of this world. And when you're being like the world and you're grabbing statements and things and, and living that way, you're, you're, you're becoming more like the world. The world is totally anti-Christ. The spirit, we think, we know the antichrist is coming on the world. We know he's coming and one day he'll reign here for a little while. But listen, church, he is, he is not, it's not something we're waiting for him to be here. He's here. The spirit of the antichrist, the spirit that is everything do you. <clears throat> Don't worry about pleasing Jesus. Now as I close, you're not there, but I forgot to read something. Back in Isaiah, look at it later for time. This is interesting. Where we were in Isaiah 14. We read those verses of the five eyes. I, 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 I. And it's interesting because the next verse after he does all that, and he says, I will, and I will, and I will, and he was cast out. He says, you'll be sent to hell. Basically, he says, you'll be brought down to Sheol. And this is interesting. To the lowest depths of the pit, it says. So think about that. When you are being like yourself, you're being like the devil. Think about that. Let that marinate a second. When you're being yourself, you're being like the devil. When you're being like Jesus, you're being like God.
Anything that's not like Jesus is antichrist. Right? Who's our example? Jesus. Who should we be like? Jesus. Who should we act like? Jesus. Talk like? Jesus. Here's what's interesting though. I don't know if you've ever read it. There in Isaiah 14, in verse 16, read it later for time. It's very interesting. It makes a very, Isaiah makes a very interesting statement. We picture the devil as this humongous, muscular, whether it's ugly or pretty, however you look at him, but you look at him as this, just this amazing, just killer. We were outreaching a couple Saturdays ago and there was a dog. It was all, he was barking a lot. He was a big dog and scary looking dog, but he was chained up. He couldn't, and there was kids running all around right by, right in front of him. That's, that's the picture you need to see of the devil. He can bark all day long, but he can't touch you. Unless you go close enough to him where he bites you. He's chained up. But here's what this verse says. It's so interesting. It says that he'll go down to hell and he says, those, now remember Isaiah is prophetic. It's talking about the future. And he says this about the devil. He says, those who see you, he's talking about the devil, will gaze at you and consider you. Okay, y'all with me? They're looking at the, they're gonna, we're going to look at the devil someday. We're going to see him. We're going to be looking at him. And the Bible says right here in this verse, and we're going to say these words, is this the man who made the earth tremble? That's what the Bible says. We're going to be like, are you serious? I don't know if he's going to look like Barney Fife or I don't know what he's going to look like, but he is not going to be what we think he is. We're going to be like, are you kidding me? I was afraid of that. Now, I didn't say that. The scriptures did. They will look on him and say, this is the man who made the earth to tremble. The only time we give the devil power is when we act like him. When we give him glory. When we do what he wants us to do is the only time he has power. But when we are like Jesus, when we act like the Lord and the King and the Master and we deny ourselves and we're not being ourselves, Satan can't get near us. Mark 7, verse 20 to 23, and I am finishing, it says, what comes out of a person, that defiles him. For from within, out of people's hearts, come evil thoughts, watch this, sexual immoralities, thefts, murders, adulteries, greed, evil actions, deceit, promiscuity, stinginess, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness, and all these evil things come from within and defile a person. Musicians, you can come. Did you hear what I just read? Those are the things we would be if we would be ourselves. Just be yourself. Well, if I'm myself and you're yourself, and here's some good Texas English, we ourselves, we would be sexually immoral. We would be thieves. We would murder. We would cheat on our spouses. We would be greedy. We'd have evil actions. How many know that if I'm reading the word, that's us? It's God's word. 
This isn't, he's not talking about somebody else. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to the church, the Galatians. He's talking to uh, the church of Corinthians. He's talking to the church of the Philippians. He's talking to believers, and he's saying, if you are yourself, here's what comes out. What comes out of a person is what defiles him. Those are some pretty strong words right there. Theft, murders, immoralities. And then what we do a lot of times is we go, okay, I haven't killed anybody. I haven't committed adultery. I haven't stole anything. But then we get in trouble when we get to the greed part. Or the deceit part. Or the stinginess part. Because I don't know about you, but I'm naturally stingy. Go into that nursery tonight and see how many kids are going, oh, you want to play with my toy? Here, you want to play? Here. Here, play with it. I don't want to play with it. Let's go. Come on, nursery workers. Does that happen? Nope. And if it does, you've been bribed. They've been bribed by candy. Or you're doing a good job trying to teach them to share. But they didn't learn on their own. Imagine going into the nursery or Sunday school and telling the kids, be yourselves. All these things come from within and defile a person. I won't even go into the works of the flesh. But here's the last verse I want you to remember. Ephesians 5.8. For at one time you were darkness, but now you're light. Walk as children of the light.